0: pilot. Pilot? What's a pilot? Well, the way they pick TV shows is they make one show. That show's called a pilot. And they show that one show to the people who pick shows, and on the strength of that one show, they decide if they want to make more shows. Some get chosen and become television programs. Some don't. Become nothing. She started one of the ones that became nothing.
1: Alright, so we're three shows into this vampire month that we're doing, including today's episode. And what do you think, Keith? Are you picking up on any trends,
0: any tropes that maybe you didn't expect in this genre? I'm learning so much about vampires and just how people, uh, maybe like 10 years ago, vampire stock was at an all-time high. But it is, having never seen the show that we're about to talk about, it's kind of, They put all their cards on the table in terms of like vampires and tropes. And yeah, no, it like vampires are made for women. (laughs) It's so interesting. There's a lot of romanticism and eroticism that it's just, you don't go, they don't go for the boys, they go for the men.
1: Right, right. There's definitely like a heightened level of masculinity with these vampires, at least the male vampires. And, in this version, right, where so today we're discussing the vampire diaries, and this is definitely a CW take on it. That's not saying oh, in a yeah. bad way, but you know, it is more in contrast to the WB version with Buffy the Vampire Slayer, this one is more melodramatic, I would say. It's not really as action-packed, at least. It, it, from this first episode I would say because I, I haven't seen a ton of vampire Diaries myself but this one definitely focuses a little bit more on the melodrama I would say the the relationships between all these different students which we get a lot of to begin There's with There's a
0: lot of dynamics that I had I made sure to learn their names
1: <laughs> yeah oh for sure we had to just to keep up with it all so I find that uh, interesting as well it's it's um the vampire in this in this story, uh it's, uh stefan right he kind of stands in for the mysterious bad boy that you see maybe in some other uh
0: teen shows that been on he's yeah he's angel he's edward from twilight like he mm-hmm. is he's the quiet brooding right. uh, i don't want to hurt you um but i want to love you i want to learn how to love can you teach me mm-hmm. type vampire uh, vampire
1: yeah so at this in this version we're getting a more romantic take on vampires where yeah you know, true blood was an erotic take on vampires and then Buffy was maybe a more i want to say like Action packed take on vampires, right? Because vampires are definitely evil in that one. And there is yes. some romance with some other vampires later on. But it's just, it's definitely a different tone. I think because of the times and then because of the shift in the network. Because, you know, obviously the WB went on to merge with UPN and become the CW. And then from then on, it had a very different identity than it had before. And you can definitely tell the difference by contrasting Buffy and Vampire Diaries.
0: Yeah, at one point. I this isn't really a knock on CW but like the CW's identity it didn't matter the genre whether it was like any DC heroes vampires or Archie comics there was that like teen identity like mm-hmm. you're in high school again
1: yeah and it, everyone kind of speaks in a very fast paced but stylized way it's 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 very like like elevated, heightened reality version of, of, of teen drama, whether there's supernatural elements or not. So like you know, Riverdale is a good example, and I'm sure we'll talk about that show one day. Uh, but, you know, in this version too, I think it's it, it's uh, something that already feels fantastical before you even get a sense of vampires to begin with, right? This, the setting kind of feels like, this. this definitely feels like a world where vampires live before you actually see any vampire action
0: like a a place called mystic falls (laughs) mystic falls (laughs) yeah like that like i kudos to the writer because this is based off like a a book series but that's a that i you i remember that name i don't even have to look down at my notes like mystic falls like that is a mysterious place somewhere in Virginia, I think. It's yeah. Kind of like. yeah, yeah, I think in Virginia, yeah, mid-Atlantic. So I don't think anyone
1: should be surprised if there's ghouls or demons or vampires, because with a name like Mystic Falls, you're kind of banking on that, right? That has to be called that name for some for some reason. Yeah. So I get a kick out of that. Uh, but, you know, it's this is definitely a big time for vampires in the late 2000s, and we brought up Twilight before. But I think as we'll discuss this pilot in this show i think this is the one that definitely seems to have the most similarities with the twilight franchise in terms of certain story elements and the basic framework of the main romance
0: yeah i I don't want to like i hope this this doesn't sound like a knock but like twilight was like the first vampire teen thing that came out and i'm sure a lot of people were like looking for the something that's relatable to kind of cash in on that and you know every there are sometimes when like you walk through a barnes and noble and you'll check out the ya section Mm -hmm. a a lot of that is vampires like there is a it is a very uh fun thing to write about uh a fun thing to explore but a lot of those books are just vampire related and hey kudos it looks like vampire diaries has like a a lot of books, and like yeah. I, I kind of underestimate the popularity in the YA field because, you know, you open up a, like, you look, go through the Wikipedia, and you're like, oh, wow, I'd never even heard of this story before, and you're like, it's it must be it, it has to be popular, and even by show wise, it did pretty well.
1: Yeah, I mean, it lasted eight
0: seasons.
1: Yeah, uh, it, it was a staple for the network for quite some time. Yes, and it spawned off to spin-offs. <laughs> there were two spin-offs that came from this um uh, Legacies and Originals. So sh- I didn't
0: know that I've heard of the Originals. I didn't know that was a spin-off.
1: Yeah, yeah, so the it's still going on franchise-wise. So the original show has ended, but I guess uh, the world still lives on for the fan base. And you know the the books came out in the early 90s. So even though fr- um even though Twilight the movie came out before the Vampire Diaries show, Vampire Diaries was an earlier book series and get like you said quite a lengthy one too i think there's like a couple dozen entries in the series
0: like what and just i made a note like the books were written by uh, an author lj smith but she only wrote uh the first seven and i'm sure the publishing company was like this is a very popular book series Gotta keep like, it we're going gonna keep, we're gonna keep this going and yeah no but i just found that interesting
1: yeah, that, yeah, that, that I didn't realize that that they, um, the the original author basically maybe passed down the reins to another writer or team of writers or uh, maybe it was I, I'm not sure what the history is there, but yeah, I didn't I didn't realize that. Um,
0: so yeah, I didn't go into detail about that, but I just like it does say if you look up like the franchises, it does say one to seven. So I'm like, oh, maybe she t- they told every story they wanted to tell with this right, and I'm curious if the,
1: the show and it's and it now with its spinoffs, how much, how faithful that all is to that many books and how many elements they introduced themselves for, you know, for the television adaptation. Yeah. So, yeah, a little history here about the Vampire Diaries pilot. So this aired on September 10th, 2009 on the CW to 4.9 million viewers, which was at the time, the largest audience that that network had been able to accomplish. So, Uh, Wow. You know, that explained why it went on for eight seasons. So this series was developed by
0: Kevin Williamson, who had previously created Dawson's Creek. And And wrote Scream. That's right. The the guy knows, (laughs) the guy is like in his 50s and has been writing teen movies, pretty Mm -hmm. good teen movies, as long as we've been alive. Like I know you did last summer, The Faculty. Wow. uh, A few of the Scream movies. And of course... Dawson's Creek. So a lot of our teen memories we just owe to this guy. Yeah, that's so interesting, too, that he, he created one
1: very straight, non supernatural teen show with Dawson's Creek, but all the other content he does, well, Scream isn't supernatural, but you know what I mean. Like everything else. esque. Everything else has an element of horror to it. Yeah. And uh that continued with this franchise. And apparently he was not very interested in developing this series when he just heard about the general premise. But then the other creator of the show, Julie Pleck, who worked with Williamson on the Scream franchise, uh, encouraged him to read the books. And what he did, he became interested in the angle of a small town with a dark underbelly, which I think that's always an interesting appeal, right? Like you have that Americana, perfect picturesque town, but, you know, come night, then there's uh, some seedy happenings going on
0: well i imagine he's like how do i separate this how do i make it its own and i'm sure when he when on paper it just looks like twilight what hasn't been done with buffy like it's a high school mm-hmm. and I, I when he started reading it and you know i'm not going to deny that these books are like they're probably pretty good and he probably said like you know this goes beyond high school i like and it has pretty good characters it's just like i find the whole town interesting. And he, I mean, hey, Vampire Diary, eight seasons later, right?
1: Right, and I, <laughs> I think the spinoffs definitely also get away from the high school setting into just the rest okay. of the town and the
0: lore. And I think Julie Plek, uh funny enough, she was an assistant to Wes Craven uh, on Scream. So she's, been, she's known Kevin for a, quite a while, but it's uh, like she's the showrunner for the originals. Right. That, that makes sense that they would
1: at least continue on, uh, or at least one of them would, uh, because the show I've seen also a little bit of the originals and I think that it all has the same feel about it, right? Just to keep con- the consistency I'll, with the
0: world. I'll be upfront. Uh, I do not gravitate towards teen shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you probably, you've delved, uh, into a few of them, but I said as I was watching this, it's like, uh, you know, I have a podcast where we talk about TV shows, preferably pilots, and I'm going to be watching a bunch of teen show pilots. So I, 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 it's not that I need to be drawn to it, but I, I like the thing I gave this show. I will applaud its praises and I will laugh at its silliness. But I think my arc for this podcast is I'll probably <laughs> be coming around to teen shows. Yeah, there That's, is there is a campiness to all of those kind of shows dating back from
1: even the WB era with Dawson's Creek, for example, one tree Hill. These are all shows that, you know, it's, it's, some it falls somewhere in between soap opera and somewhat serious sort of drama. You know, it's, it's somewhere in the middle. It, it, it definitely it's not made for me. I do yeah.
0: understand that it's not made for me. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, I, like, I, part of my is, like, okay, I know Gilmore Girls and Buffy can be teen shows, but I put them more in, like, that's a Josh Whedon and an Amy Sherman Palladino show. Like, their style is all over that. Yeah. But, like, yeah, Vampire, like, OC, One Tree Hill. Yeah, OC. I, they're just not made. Like, I don't have posters of Stefan—not Stefan—Stefan yeah. uh, and uh, Dave. Like, it's just—I'm not drawn to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I—I'm going to—I— I like to think I'm going uh, to give this show an honest shake. Well, you know, we want to do that with all the
1: shows we watch, right? Yes. Like go into it and put aside any preconceptions we have about any given genre. So, uh, yep, yeah, here we go. So this is the, yeah, let's say it's uh, September 10th, 2009. And we're about to watch now on the CW the premiere of The Vampire Diaries. So without further ado, Keith, take us to the pilot. So we start with a little, I don't know, uh, narration from who we eventually learn is uh, Stefan about, you know, this is my story. It kind of reminds me a little bit of even the intro of, of Buffy. We just get like a little sort of like, you know, um... Little narration there. And so uh, we get the first scene here. It's a rainy night. A couple that we later learned, Darren and Brooke, drive down a lonely road when all of a sudden they run over somebody.
0: Another couple in a car, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's like (laughs) true blood
1: all over again. So it's all tying in together. Uh, So, you know, the guy, Darren, gets out of the car to check on the person they ran over when, surprise, surprise, it's a vampire who. You know, kills him, and you know eventually also kills Brooke as she's running away, which I thought was so funny. Uh, you know, Brooke doesn't know what's going on at first, and she gets out of the car, sees her boyfriend's dead body, then sees this uh, figure, and she runs away from the car. <laughs> she she's yeah. just like running down the road. Like, where's she gonna go? I, I would have gotten in the car and driven off, but uh, you know, that's uh, it. Or just embrace like.
0: Hey, I can become a vampire. I think I know what's going on here.
1: (laughs) Uh, You know, maybe. Uh, Yeah, who knows? But uh, that's just, uh, I think, like a a cliche, too. It's a stylized show, like I said. So it's a cliche thing in a horror scene where someone just tries to run off. (laughs) It's nowhere in particular, and they don't stand a chance.
0: But you're supposed to think
1: that it's Stefan. Right, right, because there is a key shot. Uh, when the guy Darren looks down at the person that they ran over and there's a distinct ring that that figure is wearing. So I have a lot to say about these rings. <laughs> it's, it's an interesting element of this particular vampire mythology. So then we get our title card, Vampire Diaries. No, no intercredits for this show, unfortunately. So now we move on to our main characters here. So uh, we see um Elena. And Jeremy, um, getting ready for school, we start with Elena writing in her diary. Uh, one of the vampire diaries, I guess, that the show is
0: named after. I was curious. Uh, I watched a little bit of the second episode just to see how long they keep this diary thing up. And they did not use it at all. What? Uh, like, it's, <laughs> like It's the it's name the, of the show. It's very good for the pilot, but I imagine that gets a little – and I'm, I don't know if it pops up at all – Again, maybe I wouldn't be surprised for finale or whatever, but it's, it, it's a little tedious if that were to be done in every episode. But I, I was just generally curious. Well, I mean, yeah, it's an excuse for narration. Yeah, you get a sense of,
1: like, what her situation is. Right, right. So we learn that you know, Elena and Jeremy, this brother and sister, their, um, you know, their parents had died. Sometime before we'll learn a little later in the episode exactly how They're
0: always dead too. why do maybe because parents would be like I don't want you not only dating a boy I don't want you dating this undead boy the worst kind of boy you could possibly <laughs> the, date. the worst kind of boy the kind that drinks blood. <laughs> Uh, But there has to be like it's maybe it's just easier just not to have parents when you're dealing with vampires.
1: Well, I think that the absence of parents make the characters a little more vulnerable. That's probably part of it. And they just have their Aunt Jenna, who seems like she's just a few years
0: older than them. (laughs) That's Uh, like if I if I adopted you. (laughs) I know. Right. It's like, wait a minute. Is that their aunt or their cousin? But but this is another case of where the uh, actors are. You know, in their twenties, right? And of course, hey, I forgot to mention. Shout out to my fellow DeGrassi uh, DeGrassiites. I don't know what the but uh, uh, DeGrassi fans. I, that's how I know uh, uh, Nina Doprev. She comes from the humble world of DeGrassi as Mia Jones, the uh, the the single, unwed teen mom uh. from DeGrassi. So it was nice to yeah. You know, oh, she, I think she's one of the few outside of like Drake to get actual like. Right, right. Like a career s- after Degrassi. But uh, I looked at, you know, she's like our age, mm-hmm. maybe a year or two older. Uh, so she's in her 20s. Aunt Gemma is also like in her, like the same age. Yeah, wait a minute. I'm looking at this now, and Aunt Jenna, <laughs> the
1: actress, Sarah oh, Canning, is yeah. only two years older than That's like if Nina I adopted Dobra. you. I know, I know. And uh, honestly, looking at their <laughs> pictures on Wikipedia, uh, Sarah Canning, the aunt, looks way younger. She has a much youth, more youthful-looking
0: look about her. So I don't know. I mean, sometimes I'm very curious because they do like, uh, like I, 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 they have to say something. But I wonder if that's the same character in the books. Like, oh, like, hey, can we, can we make her aunt more, like, graduate student esque as opposed to? Huh. Yeah, I wonder. I uh, but it's I just had to laugh at the, like, you know, she's trying to be uh, an authority maternal figure and she's just like two years older. Right. Right. She's fresh out of college.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And she's, she even is very transparent about how she's trying to figure out the parent thing. Like I'm supposed to tell you to come back before it's too late, but dad do your thing. (laughs) So I guess she's like a fun. aunt. in addition to being the same age aunt, uh, so yeah, keep
0: in mind, this is like four months after their uh, their parents died. Yes, so, that's like, what
1: we learn. You know, it's, yeah. it's been four months and basically now it's the end of summer break. School is starting. So that's kind of emphasized a lot is that basically this summer is has been the time that they've needed to do a lot of their grieving. But of course, you know, uh, it's 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 still going to be something they're coping with as the school yeah. year starts. Um. So, you know, uh, now we move to a quick scene here. There's a lot of scenes in this episode, by the way. A lot of quick scenes. Especially in the beginning where it's like this character, this character, this character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We definitely get bombarded with a lot of introductions. Uh, So a quick scene here in Elena's friend's car, uh, Bonnie, as we get to know her. So Elena and Bonnie are driving to school. And there's, like, a comment about, uh, you know, Bonnie saying, oh, I'm, I'm not a psychic. Ha, ha, ha. Um, that, that definitely comes back later. Yeah. And uh, on the way to school, uh, they have to swerve the car to avoid a raven. So oh. uh, they, we, we're going to see this raven popping up throughout the episode.
0: I wrote Crow. Uh, same thing, whatever. Same
1: thing. <laughs> we see a, a member of the Baltimore Ravens stalking them. Uh, okay, so uh, the next scene here, we're at Mystic Falls High School. And so uh, we get to meet the bulk of the characters here. So Elena is now comf- comforted by her other friend, Caroline. And she gets a dirty look from her ex, Matt. So uh, you know, Caroline here seems like a very type A personality. And then we get this guy, Matt, who seems a little bit brooding. He's... Uh, you know, oh, he's brooding, all right. He's not. Like, he's a bit butthurt about getting dumped by Elena, as we learn.
0: But, uh, like, even the conversation that they were having before goes into my, like... They're like, where are all the men? This high school is filled with boys. Boys, right. boys, boys. Where are all the men in this school? So, yeah, it just... You know, it, it it's like... A, vampire lore 101 even or vampire like studies like why why are girls interested in vampire men right it's like a i guess a different level
1: of maturity but hey you know of course someone's gonna be more mature when they've been alive for a few hundred years so that's an unfair advantage that they have over the teen boys uh now we also get uh, a scene here in the back of the school Uh, jeremy is taking drugs with a character named vicky uh, until another character named Tyler appears and just starts making out with her in front of Jeremy. There's a bit of a love triangle going on
0: here. And they play the sad music because you can see that Jeremy has that, uh, like, oh, I, you know, I kind of like this girl. Fun fact about uh, that actor who plays Jeremy, yeah, and I, I found this out earlier today, um, that his, uh, he is Steve McQueen, the famous actor, that is his grandson. Oh, okay. So uh, yeah. a little acting royalty here. Yeah. Uh, very and it good. Shows, like, it shows, like, he takes drugs like no other. Uh, Who he,
1: knows what kind of drugs they are? Well, he's like, popping, I, pills, I, smoking popping pills, smoking something.
0: smoking jays. Yeah,
1: just, uh, you yeah, know, very cliche sort of stuff yeah. here. Uh, and, yeah, obviously, he you can tell he has a thing for Vicky. But uh, this other tougher boy with darker hair is moving in on her. Uh, so then we move on to, um, uh, we get a scene here where Stefan is uh, registering with the, I don't know, the school secretary or something. And yeah. you know, Bonnie and Elena are, are watching him. They're like, ooh, new student. And we get um, a little look at his powers here, Stefan. He basically hypnotizes the secretary into- The allure,
0: right? <laughs> the Allure, allure. The, uh,
1: the allure, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he basically, you know, uses his powers to get past any suspicious things going on with his uh, with his track record.
0: That, well, that's the first time like that is a part of vampire lore and it has yes. been in True Blood. But this is the first time this pilot in our pilot season that that has been used, I believe. Right. right. We haven't
1: seen yeah. that in the Buffy or True Blood premiere. So, yeah, we're, we're getting it in this one right off the bat. I think this this pilot establishes more of those uh rules uh, of vampires that the other other shows didn't get to right away such as you know was as we'll see the um you know needing to be invited in is a big part well, of this well,
0: oh yeah that sp- some, especially being invited into the girl you loves room but <laughs> yeah how many times uh since i really didn't know anything about this series i just kept writing how are they able to walk in daylight like, right. Like, I just right. kept writing and I'm like, I hope I have an answer. Well, and I kind of got an answer. Uh, yeah, we do. I had to, like, look it up. But uh, we, I we get an answer. And this
1: is another connection I'm going to make to Twilight. Right. Because in Twilight, the vampires also are able to go out during the day. But, you know, with them, it's you know, they, they live in a cloudy area. So it's usually yeah. not a problem. But when they are in sunlight, they sparkle. And in this this case, as we'll learn, it uh, has to do with the ring. Uh, I don't know if they
0: really explain it that well, but you know that's that's basically it. I hopefully they do. I, they have to. but I, I don't really need I don't need it fully explained in the pilot. Well, that's but... the problem when you have vampires in high school. high school happens to take
1: place during the day. So yeah. you kind of have to find a way around that rule that vampires can't go out in the daylight and I'll take a ring over sparkles any day. All right. I'll quote you on that. <laughs> that that should go on my tombstone. Yeah. So uh then we get another scene here where, you know, Jeremy is doing more drugs in the bathroom and Elena goes in to confront him about it. And you yeah, know, I I think that's an interesting scene, right? They have different ways of coping with their loss, and for you
0: know, Jeremy it's uh, substance abuse. And, uh, like, I had to highlight the line, what is that, stoner talk? <laughs> uh, yeah, you uh, But, you yeah, know they it. don't know how to ha- – neither of them know how to handle their grief, and it, and it looks well, like they spent their whole summer avoiding each other. Yep, yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, Elena definitely, as the older sister,
1: she has, a, is, has more maturity about it somewhat, right? She's at least concerned for Jeremy. She doesn't want him to self-destruct, and she spends a lot of this episode trying to talk him off the ledge. And he's being very stubborn about it, so that's that's interesting. I do find that to be uh, a compelling part of this, right? Like you know, it's it's tough to, for you can see that she's having a hard time trying to talk some sense into him. Uh, yeah. But then you know, as she leaves the bathroom, she runs into Stefan for the first of many times.
0: It's a it's the meet cute to meet all cutes. Like it's such mm-hmm. a, like oh, huh, coming out of the men's bath. Like it's a, it's a it's right. their first introduction. Your heart's supposed to a flutter like whoever you like like oh i don't know if there is a team stefan or team uh damien and uh but like this is supposed to be like showing off the i guess charm or Uh, just like the the cuteness of stefan
1: well i I guess some sparks but it it comes off as creepy right because he's right there and i think she's startled elena if anything she she's she's a little um you know, surprised that he's just, like, right there. And, well, he has a habit
0: of doing that, I think.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, she's going to have to get used to that. And, you know, back in class, uh, you, know, you just get this, like, really creepy shot of Stefan just staring at her. And, you know, uh, Bonnie texts her as a heads up, like, uh, yeah, he's just staring at
0: you. But it's not, no, it's not, it's like, hot, the haughty Right. stick staring at you it's like okay well as long as he's hot then it's <laughs> yeah i uh, guess
1: he gets a pass because he's good looking in their eyes i mean personally i think he's like all right i guess <laughs> it,
0: i guess like that's a thing that i've seen in at least with recent vampire stuff like uh bill does that to sookie like it just staring right at like almost as if he could see hold you like uh or edward edward the way he would stare at be- uh yeah exactly Bella. It, it should be creepy but i guess if you are the
1: object of a vampire's desire maybe something about that stare wears you down or makes you maybe it's part of their allure is that when, when they have their eye on you you maybe see them in a less creepy way than an objective
0: observer would so. and he's cute like he is in a he is a uh, what what the hell is his name uh that actor is a good looking guy so it's 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 he's not like jeffrey Dahmer staring at you paul wesley yeah. paul wesley yes uh, he's all right uh so <laughs> we get an act break here
1: and uh the next scene it's another quick scene it's at uh stefan's house it's stefan's house i keep saying stefan um, he's writing about his desire. The, the next
0: hottest place is Mystic Falls, where we got vampires, rings that make you go out in sunlight, and oh wait, sorry, burr.
1: I uh, sorry, I think I, I might have skipped a quick scene here. Um, so uh, before the act break, actually, there's an after school scene here where you know, Elena is going off to the cemetery. So
0: oh yeah, she's writing in her uh, diary. That's right. So
1: she's writing by. She's writing in her diary. She's by her parents. Tombstone. So it's not like she just randomly goes to the cemetery. Uh, no. You know, there's a reason why she's there. And uh, we get um, a fog rolling in very quickly. In a way. Uh, too
0: quick. Too quickly. I was about
1: to say, <laughs> in a way that it seems like there's a fog machine right outside the camera's view. You know, like just off camera, there's a, a, a really big fog machine. And,
0: like I said, I would laugh at the silliness. That is one of the. The ant being like. The same age. Only the same age as the main character. And the fog just like rolling in like it's at a concert.
1: Yeah, yeah, as if you know we're at like the prom or something. And uh, then we get that crow again calling at her. So you know she she runs off. It's kind of a creepy omen she's saying, and of course she runs into Stefan again, and she notices his ring. So at this point, it's the viewer is supposed to think that. This that Stefan is the, the guy in the beginning of the episode who killed that couple, right? I think the show is trying to trick you into thinking that. Um, but uh, you know they
0: get to they start talking a little bit more, and um, you know they have that cute line like it's like oh we have history together. That's basically the, I guess the theme one of the themes of the their story. Right, right. They maybe have some history, as you know. Obviously, Stefan knows more than she does. Uh, There's and- that Kevin Williamson teenage great writing that we come for. I bet like that's something you high five in the writers' booth, like just going like that's a it's a good line, it's mm-hmm. a good line. But uh,
1: the conversation stops suddenly when Stefan sees that Elena is bleeding, and so you know he's he's uh, as a vampire that's a bit problematic for him. So he his- yeah he looks away, eyes go red yes yes the uh you know the side of it is not a good sign for him so he has no choice but to flee suddenly it's like when batman disappears when you look
0: away she looked away for a second too like it was just like she yeah looked but down like and then looked up and i know he's gone but and I, I think vampires are just naturally quick
1: yeah that's the other thing vampires i think can move very quickly um so yeah that that all tracks uh so that now after that we get the act break, right, right he disappears and then you know what happened uh find out after the break were you following me
0: no i uh, i just i saw you fall
1: uh-huh and you just happened to be hanging out in a cemetery
0: i'm visiting i have uh family here oh wow tackless i'm sorry it's a fog it's making me foggy and then back there there was this this bird, and it was all very Hitchcock for a second.
1: That—that that is the bird movie, right? The, the Hitchcock. <sighs> I'm Elena. I'm Stefan. I know. We have history together.
0: In English and French.
1: So what we do now? We're at Stefan's house, and he—he's writing in his diary. <laughs> uh, it's a journal. <laughs> well, it's all the Vampire Diaries. Not the vampire. Everyone has a diary. It's not the Vampire Diary in the va- uh, Vampire Journal. All right, two diaries, and so he's writing about her, and you know now we see that he had taken her diary. You know, was that an accident or not? I don't know. Uh, so uh, now we go to uh, this restaurant, the Grill, as they refer to it as very generic, town restaurant. Uh, so we see here Vicky is working as a waitress. And she's talking with Jeremy. We find out that they were hooking up during the summer. I guess when
0: they were also doing drugs together. And Vicky is Matt's sister. Correct. And and Matt is best friends with Tyler. Right. Who is the new romantic interest for Vicky. So I hope whoever does watch Vampire Diaries, like I don't need much validation, but I had to like. That came from memory, right? Well, yeah, I imagine <laughs>
1: that in the writers' room you had to have like a, a dry erase board with a, a web of all the different relationships yeah. these characters have with each other, uh, because that is a bit of a mouthful, right? It's like, you know, Vicky is sisters with Matt, whose best friends is Tyler, who wants to go out with Vicky. You know, that's it's it's a whole roundabout thing there, um, and you know, but her other love interest is Jeremy. Whose sister is Elena? Whose ex is Matt? You know what I mean? Like it's it's um it's a, it's immediately a complicated web.
0: I I you know I know this is a teen show, but I am generally curious uh, about uh, Vicky and Jeremy's relationship, or like whatever happens with them, because he I he's coming on a little too strong. Like it does look right. like, hey, like I love you, D- don't date this guy. I love you. It's and she kind of sees through it like, oh, what? Like, you know, you're kind of the same as Tyler, but you're he's a little bit more transparent about it. Exactly right. Like he is. Yeah. Jeremy is, um, like I said, he's more
1: emotionally mature and maybe he genuinely thinks that he likes her in a more sincere way. But, you know, Vicky can tell that's not really the case. Uh, and then we also see in the same restaurant scene here, uh, Caroline and Bonnie. They're discussing the new student, Stefan, who yeah. Caroline is uh, clearly also She's very much. Yeah, She's, much. <laughs> She's very like, forward. Right. You, yeah. Obviously, the show is setting this up quickly. You can you can predict as an experienced TV watcher that she is interested in this guy. But of course, he's interested in her friend Elena. And so that's going to maybe cause some tension down the line. Uh, so, we know, we go back to Elena's house. She's leaving to join her friends at the grill, and she once again runs into Stefan. This time at the front door, and you can tell he's a little uneasy at that front door, right? Because he he gives her back her diary. She goes inside, and he's kind of like awkwardly standing there. And again, it's it's reiterating that that classic vampire rule that they have to be invited in.
0: I did write that note, but uh, it's a bit creepy. Yeah, like yeah, like, yeah you're yeah you're. I'm like uh, yeah, he is coming off a bit, uh, like. If I didn't know he was a vampire, I'd be like, what the hell is wrong with this guy? Well, <laughs> oh, yeah, he's like, oh, wow, it's a small town. And, like, I just asked somebody.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he, she's like, how do you know where I live? And he's like, it's a small town. I asked somebody. Who? Who'd you ask? Like, you can just say you looked her up in the yellow pages, I guess. I don't know. Like, it's to say, like, I asked somebody and to phrase it like that is very suspicious. <laughs> like, yeah. who exactly? um so you know she does relent and she invites him to join her to the grill so then we go back there to this restaurant uh and all the characters are kind of now here hanging out at one time i guess this is like the hangout spot is all teen shows have right just a place where yeah. they all get together
0: yeah they can't all be hanging out at cemeteries and
1: woods but... uh, at least not yet so there we have, you know, uh, Matt is asking Bonnie about Elena, right? He's Matt's not over Elena, clearly. You know, like she dumped him, but he's, you know, he's determined, clearly, to try to get back with her and get this relationship going again. And of course, that's also going to set up a conflict that he'll have to have with Stefan too. So yeah. there's a lot of, um, you know, uh, intersections here with what people want and what they
0: won't be able to get. Well, that's a good part about a pilot. It's just setting up a lot of – it's just a lot of building pieces. Like we're, like, we're setting up the dynamics or the current dynamics. My question is, when did Elena break up with him? After her parents or Oh, after.
1: Yeah, I think it was after because it was just part of – like, she – I'm probably going to get this a little wrong. But I, I think it was just part of uh, when she was in her grieving process that that she had broken up with him, I think. I'm that at, makes complete sense on her part. <laughs> um, but there's also, there was also said that, you know, she was just getting disenchanted with the relationship as well. So maybe it was before the accident. They're I, not meant to be. They like, don't
0: even look like they're meant to be.
1: Well, you know, obviously, like, he is more into it than she is, which is yeah. uh, you know, always going to be a problem with any relationship. So, um, yeah, you know, uh, so we get a little more exposition there. Uh, elena arrives with stefan much to matt's chagrin and that actually everyone kind of sees that and it causes a little bit of gossip uh, and yo, know, stefan says his parents also passed away and he now lives with his uncle uh okay so i mean it's he's kind of framing it in a way where it's like wow we have so much in common with each other like your parents died my parents died you live with your aunt I live with my uncle (laughs) like it's it's like almost too perfect in a really suspicious way
0: you can walk in the sunlight I have a ring that allows me to walk (laughs) in the sunlight you have skin I have skin (laughs) not like that but you know it's but he also alludes to his uh, like do you have any siblings he's like Mm. uh, not that I none that I care to talk about or talk to so the answer is yes (laughs) It's another weird way of phrasing it like yeah
1: none that I talk to so it's okay. You have oh, some sibling that you're estranged from. So sure. Um, you might as well have just said no. I think that would have made it a little simpler. Uh, but of course now Caroline, who is very clearly into him, into Stefan, uh, invites him to the upcoming party. So that's the big thing here. And I do want to bring this up too. This is like the first party that we're encountering in a pilot since our 90s sitcom series Unless you want to count in Buffy the um, the club that they went to, it was kind of like a party. But any, but I think it's it's another thing where you know a big social gathering is such an interesting plot device for establishing these stories, just to kind of bring everyone together and to um, have a way of showing the dynamic as as opposed to
0: overly explaining it. And that's where like the first. Uh climactic catalyst thing happens like that. Yep. You can get to when the bomb goes off. Well, like, and a, in and some it, way, shape or form. I think also in a, in a drama or in
1: like a fantasy drama like this, any big social gathering is going to be a major turning point for the story because usually like secrets come out and there's a confrontation usually. And then, yeah, as we see up coming up, there's going to be a major, um, you know, a major change in the dynamic uh, for, especially one of the characters. So uh, one last quick scene here before the next act break. We're back at Stefan's house. He's confronted by, as we find out, not his uncle but his nephew Zach. Uh, has to be like a great, like a great, great, great nephew. Like. Right, great, 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 great. Because uh, yeah, this guy's been around for a while. And yeah, Zach is confronting him because he saw in the newspaper there's been some recent deaths, uh, death by animal attack. Another, Always an animal. Another connection to, to Twilight. Like, oh, there is yeah. an animal attack. You'd never see that. You he, he was killed by an animal, and, like, no questions asked. Like, what animal? It was a wolf? A bear? What was
0: it? Just an animal attack. <laughs> don't worry about well, it. I, I, I don't know if I, I – I remember a line, like, when later on in the episode where it's just like, well, you make it look like an animal because you fuck them up, like – Like, you fuck up their faces, so you don't, like, you know, instead of just looking like bite marks, you just rip their face apart so it doesn't look, it looks like an animal. You
1: know, in in this and in Twilight, where vampires are not well-known, right, no one really knows that there are vampires, of course, people are going to just accept that there was animal attack. No one's going to be that suspicious that, oh, it must have been a vampire, because
0: most people don't really know vampires exist yet. Now I'm going to look at every bear attack I see on the news. I'm going to be suspicious. What well, the vaguer it is, the more suspicious, right?
1: Cuz okay, a bear attack, at least they say what animal it is. <laughs> it's like something killed them.
0: What? Um you know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> By the way, this uh this grand nephew uh-huh. is I want to know what this guy's life is. I want I don't know where he fits in the main character, regular recurring character roster. Right. But this guy, can you imagine just like having a semi-normal life all of a sudden, like your ancestor vampire uncle comes living with you? He's and like, like, Hey,
1: can I stay with you for an indefinite amount of time? Um. Yeah. I, I don't know how comfortable I would be with that. I guess he's just aware that he has these family members who are vampires who will just come by and, you know, I guess he can't really do anything about
0: it if he doesn't want them staying there. <laughs> my vampiric family coming. Th- <laughs> so embarrassing. I'd, I'd watch, see, that's where my mind's at. I'm like, I want to know this guy's story who was just like whose life is just like oh, yeah, vampire crap. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. My
1: embarrassing vampire uncle's back in town. He's killing yeah. people again. Like, man, so embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, so we get one more uh, big plot reveal here. Stefan uh, goes into his room and he looks at an old-timey photo of a woman named Catherine, and it's dated from 1884. And uh, surprise, surprise, this Catherine person happens to look just like
0: Elena. Now that's some Dracula stuff. Like that is mm-hmm. like, oh my, my long-lost love is alive, and it, like she's back. Like there is like well, it kind of takes elements from a lot of vampire. Uh, like all, you know, Dracula, Twilight, mm-hmm. this and that. Well, let
1: me ask you this. So what do you think that means initially? Because they don't really explain it in this first episode. But what, you know, do you see this picture and what what conclusion would you come to based on the little information we know so far?
0: Um, Just, ba- just if I had to guess, like, oh, it, same thing as Dracula. Like, oh, her... Spirit or her essence is has continued on into this uh, body, and we are locked. We are soulmates in eighteen in the eighteen hundreds, and we're soulmates now. But she doesn't know it, so I have to like remind her of it, right? Some way, or I have to put like memories. Of the Civil War.
1: Yeah, this could (laughs) mean a couple things, right? Like, yeah, maybe Elena is a reincarnation of Catherine. That's the word I was looking for. (laughs) Yes. Um, uh, Or maybe, you know, she's a descendant of Catherine. Uh, Who knows, right? Like, at this point, it is supposed to be unclear. But clearly, there is some connection here. And Stefan knew to find Elena because of this mysterious connection she has to a past love from an earlier century so he just uh,
0: can't. he's just so hung, hung, hung up on that relationship uh, get over it let it go can't let it go it's been over 100
1: years man gotta move on uh so that's like you know the plot thickens at that point act break
0: there were 346 casualties unless you're counting the local civilians that's correct mr salvatore salvatore any relation to the original settlers here at mystic falls Distant. Well, very good. Except, of course, there were no civilian casualties in this battle. Actually, there were uh, 27, sir. Confederate soldiers they fired on the church, believing it to be housing weapons, and they were wrong. It's a night of great loss. The Founders' archives are uh, stored in Civil Hall if you'd like to brush up on your facts.
1: Uh, okay, next scene here, uh, we're back at Mystic High School. We're at a history class here. They're asking some questions about an important battle that took place in the town. That no one's really able to answer the teacher here a little insensitive i would say to he's a dick elena (laughs) yeah that's what i'm saying like yeah he calls on all these characters no one can answer the question he calls on elena she's she doesn't know how to answer the questions like uh how many people died in this important battle she doesn't know and his response is like listen i gave you some leeway last year but summer breaks over and now there's no excuse. It's like, what? <laughs> you expect her to just, like, turn off her grief like a light switch? Like, I don't know. I, I, uh, that was um, a little over the top. And then, of course, uh, Stefan gets the last laugh when not only he answers the question, but he one-ups the teacher, right? He, he kind of, like, teaches the teacher and um, makes the guy look
0: like a jerk. So uh, In an interesting way, too, because it kind of makes you go, like – I bet he was there right like he exactly. knows like, oh, it's like, oh, like he knows their middle names. He's like, oh, you know, Tommy died in the church and he his favorite he loved Santa Claus It's like, how, how do you know that? but yeah, it, like another little uh relation to Twilight is that it's I guess Civil War is just more Americana uh and just more not that far ago like i I, i'm I'm like why because i asked myself why not the revolutionary war but it's civil war is more brother against brother
1: yeah it's a good point you know and also in terms of generations i think you could say that the civil war was maybe like five generations ago four generations
0: right like in the grand history uh scheme of things it's not that long ago even though it Right is for us. It's like... a different era, but at the same time, like
1: you know, if you're um one of these vampires who's been alive for several centuries, right? It's it's you know relatively not that long ago. Uh, so you know, history always has to play a part with with vampire lore just because yeah. of the longevity of their lives. Uh, so now we kind of start moving into uh, the big final sequence of the show here, the party, and. Stefan arrives, and he can hear Elena's conversation about him from far away. I wasn't aware that vampires have super hearing.
0: Uh, they do now.
1: Uh, this show, I guess. <laughs> yeah. uh, so uh, we get another interesting tidbit here. Uh, during Bonnie and Elena's conversation, at one point they touch hands. She has the shinin'. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's shining. Uh, Bonnie has a vision. It's so interesting. So she I, – I don't know. Maybe she never touched Elena physically before. and Maybe her powers are just awakening. Who knows? But she seems to have some sort of telepathic power where she has a vision from touching Elena, and the vision is of uh, fog and a crow, something we've seen already. So I was – at first I was thinking to myself, is she seeing something Elena has already seen or will see in the future? Not quite sure.
0: Uh. Yeah, no, it's I'm happy because of two things. One, it's good to know that there are other magical things in this universe. I guess when you are doing vampires, you can't have just vampires. You have to have uh werewolves, um de- like variety, but you keep it interesting mainly with I think with witches and werewolves. No mummies, uh but uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, it's uh, and also it's nice that the best friend actually has like I once again, if I continued with the show, I'd be curious what happens with her plotline.
1: Yeah, so you're totally right. It's it's hard to have a a vampire show or franchise where they're the only supernatural creatures. It seems like they just go hand in hand with, you know, like you said, werewolves, what have you. Um, yeah, you know, we saw that in True Blood, and. You know, I don't know if they have the same exact roster of of creatures, but you know, we also had telepathy in the the in True Blood, and we're getting it again here, you know, in a different kind of way. She doesn't read, you know, Bonnie doesn't read Elena's thoughts, but she has visions. So interesting to see where that that might go. The
0: dead zone, almost like, like she touches you and just sees. Oh right, yeah, your like, fate. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. Your fate. Yeah, because she does. Uh, I think that this scene, this giant scene, ends with uh, like. The fate, like, oh, uh, this is just the beginning.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, like I said, Bonnie earlier in that car scene, she was joking about being uh, a psychic or being able to see the future. So it sets it up. Right, right, exactly. Um, So we get another scene here of uh, Tyler and Vicky getting a little intimate, uh, a little further away from the party, but it gets a little forceful. And just as Jeremy is approaching, you know, Vicky shoves Tyler away. And in storms off, she kinda chews both of them out. And yeah, you know, Tyler does Tyler's like uh he gives her one last insult, right? Like she he makes a comment about how she, I guess, sleeps around. You know, he kinda
0: adds a little insult to injury there. That's just adding fuel to the flame of like I'm sur- like high school is filled with boys. Uh go date yourself a Uh, A man vampire. Yeah, because all these teenage boys,
1: like, they don't know how to handle their feelings. Yeah. Uh, so
0: they're a bit hands on. uh, Yeah, very hands on. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Apparently, uh, yeah, we get cut back to uh, Elena and Stefan. They're, you know, talking about, you know, her past relationship with Matt, and uh, suddenly, you know, Stefan has to walk away because his eyes begin to change again. You know, he's like, oh, it's nothing. And he he walks away. So yeah, I mean, if I'm Elena at this point, I, I have to be so suspicious of this guy. He's constantly showing up. He has to cover his eyes. He's disappeared at one point. So uh, you know, it's she she has to have a few um, alarm bells going off at this point.
0: Yeah, I wonder. I would love to know, like, inside the mind, like the connecting of the dots. Like, I wonder if vampire, like, huh? He's doing. I get no. I guess the daylight kind of. Like well, he can't be a vampire because he's out in the day. He's just a weirdo, right? He's like a cute weirdo. She just has to think
1: that, like you know, the guy has is maybe got some issues here, because from her perspective, she has no idea vampires exist in this world, so she wouldn't really go to that. Uh, but she at least would be a little wary of his behavior, like maybe he's up to something or hiding something. Definitely hiding something. Exactly. So. Uh, the last thing we get before the next act break is, uh, you know, Vicky storming off into the woods by herself, which is always a great idea when you're in a world with vampires. And uh, again, the fog rolls in and she's suddenly attacked ah! and begin an act
0: break. But by, by the way, am I? Maybe I'm getting too old and I'm starting to lose touch with like the youth, but I... I I can't be the only one. I kept going like, look at all this underage drinking. (laughs) Well, you know, (laughs) like there are characters coming up like I'm so drunk and I'm like, man, you have to have some water.
1: Well, you know, I should have mentioned too. this party is in what seems like, I don't know, not a construction site, but it's in this like open
0: like gazebo. I thought like because like somewhere in like a, a, a sanctioned park that you can have a bonfire. Yeah, it's like yeah. The back to school, like all the kids, like it's, but it's the nerds and the jocks come together.
1: Yeah, but it's like um, it's definitely in the woods and not like a place where people are meant to have parties. It's kind of just like the place where you know teens kind of discover that they'll get left alone, right? No one will bother them when they're having a party there. Um, so, yeah, we get uh, you know a, it's funny enough. Like, there's also a lot of commercial breaks during this because. Uh, yeah, we'll see. There's a couple more. Crow's a bit much, don't you think? What do you see what I can do with the fog?
0: When'd you get here? Well, I couldn't miss your first day of school. Your hair's different. I like it. It's been 15 years, Damon. Thank God. Couldn't take another day of the 90s. That horrible grunge look? <laughs> Did not suit you.
1: So after the commercial, we get back to the party. Uh, You know, Matt goes up to Elena. He says he's not giving up on their relationship. Uh, Good for him. You know, I don't know what he expects to accomplish with that. It's so forward. But I'll wait for you. That's what he says. Yeah, yeah, he's being honest. Uh, Then we get a scene with Caroline trying to be alone with Stefan. You know, very she's very forward. She's kind of giving him these like very obvious eyes. And he you know, he's, he lets her down easy. <laughs> he tells her like, "Listen, you and me, it's not gonna happen." And you know, I feel a little bad for her in this moment, right? Because you know, clearly, like she put herself out there, and it's not like she did anything wrong, except maybe be a little too eager. But I don't know, like, your frustrations come out a little later in the episode, and in this moment, like she 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 goes from being kind of annoying to being a bit more sympathetic.
0: I, I want, I, or I bet that, or I think it's kind of obvious that like all the girls don't have to necessarily connect right away with, uh, Elena. Yeah. Like, cause Elena, I'm sure her personality will differ and grow as she kind of comes to terms with her parents' death and falls in love with Stefan, Stefan and, uh, and deals with his brother, but also like you can connect with Bonnie, you can connect with, uh uh Caroline like cuz Caroline has some like uh insecure issues like why me like why or why not me actually
1: oh absolutely and that's that's what you find out she tries harder is because you know she feels like she's often the one who's overlooked so yeah you know. and she's a pretty girl I like like she's she's a pretty girl yeah no absolutely but uh, you, know, you can find love one day yeah as we'll discover she feels like she's in Elena's shadow Yes. Uh. So, uh. you know, Elena follows uh, a drunk Jeremy into the woods. You know, she's concerned about him and he's he's off looking for Vicky and they find her, Uh. you know, but seemingly dead and bleeding very badly. So they take her back to the party. Everyone's very concerned and Stefan sees what's going on and he flees.
0: And as he's fleeing, Matt sees this, which I think... Yes, that's a key... Having moment. not watched this show at all and continuing a little bit into the next episode, I think it's going to be very important. <laughs> yeah,
1: definitely. Like, you know, he's going to have his personal reasons for maybe uh, warning Elena about Stefan, but you know, now he kind of has a little more ammo, right? Like he, he's acting suspicious. And so, um, you know, the, the conflict there is already brewing. So uh, another quick scene here, uh, Stefan, comes home he tells zach that there was an attack it wasn't him and so who could it have been and this is where we get to meet his brother damon and uh with a name like that of course we know this is our
0: antagonist he is the spike to stefan's angel because he Uh. is also like deliciously chewing like ian sumholder is a good actor i've seen uh, i know him from lost but he's just chewing this uh Deliciously evilness up. Yeah. But what is up with the crow? Oh,
1: yeah. Because the crow, at first I was thinking to myself, does he turn into the crow? But no, I don't think vampires are shapeshifters. But
0: no, but I read that he could in the books, but the the writers wanted to like not give him that power or like at least not have it like all come at once in the pilot. So what is the crow? Is it like, is Hiago or something? Uh, it's, I guess maybe it's just the thing like i'm sure it's important enough to put in right i'm sure they'll
1: explain it later he has a connection to this crow and also to fog but i think for the time being it's like a a visual indicator that he is making his presence known and and then settle for that and yeah i guess that 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 also reveals that you know for example earlier in the the show he had also been stalking Elena, right? And when she was driving to school and when she was in the cemetery, he was nearby and maybe
0: about to make his presence known before Stefan showed up. Well, we'll find out that these brothers could not be more different. And are, like, I guess, are they brothers or are they vampire brothers? Like, Oh, good question. I, th- I, and and I, I'm, I'm curious, I, I wonder if the show, like, are they born of the same mother or are they born of the same, like the same vampire turned us into vampires? I'm very curious to find out.
1: Yeah, because if they are actual brothers and they're both vampires, I mean, maybe it's both. Maybe he became a vampire first and then forced his brother to become a vampire. We'll see.
0: I'm sure with eight seasons, like we probably the show looks like it has flashbacks in it. Oh, it and would have to like you, you will go back to like Willow Creek, that battle, the the transformation. You'll see like, like uh, Nina Doprev will have to be Catherine. I'm sure. Right. And yeah. I like I like stuff like that. Give me that. Like I want to know like what Mystic Falls was like during the Civil War. You're
1: right cuz they are setting up a lot of backstory and it would only make sense to do flashbacks to fill in those gaps. Uh so one final act break here and uh we go back to Stefan's house here where you know Damon and Stefan they're they're confronting each other. They haven't seen each other in 15 years. And there's a an obvious reason why. You know, Stefan what doesn't want to live a vampiric life of preying on humans and, and killing people. But you know, Damon seems to revel in that. So you get the clear difference there between the two characters. You know, Damon confirms that he was the one who attacked Vicky. He was apparently also the one who killed the couple in the beginning of the show. And he's aware of Stefan's desire for Elena. So uh, yeah,
0: Stefan's basically a vegan
1: Uh, yeah but i Um,
0: thought he's like i only i only chew like squirrels
1: oh right yeah damon does make a comment like you know when's the last time you had something stronger than a squirrel which i wasn't aware either that vampires can feed off the blood of any creature
0: that's what they did in (laughs) that's what they did in twilight they like ate deer right like are they oh you're right yes yes like that is the the cool loophole like the cool the good vampires don't go after humans they kill Bambi. <laughs>
1: yeah, but again, that's sort of a cheat because I think in other in other franchises, that's that's like the stakes. You know, you you maybe want to be friends with humans and have some connection to your humanity, but in order to maintain your immortality, you have to kill people, and that that's the ultimate, um, you know. Uh, Trade off to being a vampire is giving off your uh, giving away your humanity, and for them to to come up with like a loophole, I think sort of cheapens the
0: stakes. Maybe I can like unloop that hole. Uh, <laughs> like it, it, if if it looks like Di- uh, Stefan cannot really, he's not good at controlling it. Right. So if I had to guess. Like maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but someday he's going to bite somebody. He's like, gonna for blood. He's gonna feed. Right, he'll lose control. That would he'll be lose control. Right, that. But sick. it's a good setup to be like, I'm trying
1: to be good. Yeah, and right. it's hard. Which yeah, it goes against the the vampiric nature of it all.
0: I was going to say the vampire code.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, the the oath they swear. Uh, so we cut back to the party, and you know, Vicky is being taken away in an ambulance. And uh, we get a, um, a warning from Bonnie that this is just the beginning. Things are just starting. Because, right, the vampires, they just arrived. So, of course, um, you know, it'll only get worse from here.
0: She, could, she might as well have said, take us to the pilot.
1: Uh, yeah, right. Uh, she, we'll get her on here. So we go back to Stefan's house once more. Uh, you know, Damon is trying to convince Stefan to go back to drinking human blood. He doesn't want to. He um yeah at one point Damon even suggests drinking Elena's blood so that makes Stefan so mad he tackles Damon out of the window, you get a little action here. Uh, you know he's warning Damon stay away from Elena, and you know, he, Damon reminds Stefan that you know, he he took the ring off of him you know you need this ring to go back into the daylight he kind of is he's he's teasing and playing with Stefan in a way where he's trying to compromise this setup he has going on of going to the high school, pretending to be a student, and, and starting something with Elena. He's starting all of that. And just as a little point of emphasis, he attacks Stefan back and demonstrates his uh, superior strength.
0: Well, the, in in terms of the teen audience watching, this is definitely like your teen, your older brother who's a bully. Like, yeah. It's very much like it doesn't matter, girl, guy. Uh, it's like Damon is definitely a bully. Yeah. Uh, and what you're gonna do about a nerd. Yeah. He's he's very maniacal also, as as we'll yeah. get a
1: sense of. Uh all right. one last cut to the party. You know, Alina is, is comforting Jeremy one more time. You know, of course he's shaken up after what's happened to Vicky. And she's telling him, like, you know, you gotta clean up your act. People will only give you so many chances. And yeah, you know, seems he finally se- she finally seems to be getting through to him at in that moment, at least a little bit a little bit yeah uh so we have like a, a few more quick scenes to wrap up the episode uh, we go back to the grill and you know Bonnie's trying to sober up Caroline and this is where we get a big setup for her this character Caroline she's she says you know why is it that guys always go for Elena over her you know she tries and tries and she never really seems to get anywhere with anyone and Elena just you know doesn't try at all. And she tracks all these guys and she kind of answers her own question. Right. It's like the less you try, you know, the,
0: the more successful you'll be. That's kind of the name of the game. And- I was kind of shocked at the answer or like, uh, it's like, it's like, this isn't a competition. She goes, it is. That's right. That's a big line. That,
1: yeah. And
0: of course for Elena,
1: it's not a competition. She's not even thinking about any of this, but for Caroline, it is. And she's clearly a type a, so she's gonna be making a competition out of it, and we'll see. I'm sure as the episodes go on, a fracturing of this friendship turning more into
0: a rivalry. I will say this: like it, uh, if I were to continue with this show, I'd be more. I'm probably more invested in the side characters' plots because they have very interesting things going on, like the brother Tyler, Vicky, Matt. Yeah, I like, agree. The There's- ending. The ending next. Scenes kind of really set up interesting uh, just plot lines that okay I've seen you know we've all seen love triangles um, and I'm not saying this isn't interesting or is but I'm very fascinated by these uh, side characters. Well, we have a couple love triangles going on in this first episode. And yeah, it's a, I I noticed it's like a like a star of David triangle, like, <laughs>
1: like love two 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 separate triangles to to create a I don't know a parallelogram. Who knows. <laughs> But as, as much as it might be a little predictable to see where some of this is going, I think it still makes it interesting to see it all play out and maybe see how some of these storylines dovetail with each other. Because uh, yeah. to me, that's some of my favorite things with any show is when uh, seemingly separate storylines actually intersect and affect each other in unexpected ways. So hopefully that happens in this show. Uh, we go to, to the hospital. Matt is sitting by Vicky's side. Uh, she wakes up and she's telling him, you know, she was attacked by a vampire. You know, she says vampire. And, uh, you know, I, I'm i not sure if Matt's really going to believe her. But if he were. It looks like he w- wants to. If he were to believe her, who would he think would be the vampire she's referring to? Right. He would immediately think of Stefan, of course.
0: I'm kind of curious. And this is like uh, I'm kind of curious and hoping that he becomes a vampire hunter. I'll I'll mention
1: this um I'll mention this at the end but Eric who's seen I think all of this show oh wow <laughs> he was telling me actually uh, a bit of what happens with some of these characters so you know I I, I might hint at that for you I I don't know I I'm, okay. I'm not going to really continue with the show spoiler alert but you know uh obviously the show has a big fan base but it is uh interesting to find out what the writers have in store for for everyone
0: i well yeah no I, i'm like it like i said before like it's you know it's bonnie has something going on she's more than just the best friend and it looks like matt has a lot going on and he's more than just the puppy dog eyed i'll get you back x well
1: it, it like, from what i've come to learn everyone becomes more than what they initially seem to be
0: uh, everyone has a diary <laughs>
1: every everyone's writing in those diaries Come on, we got to find out what people are writing down here. Uh, So we get like a little montage to wrap up the episode, like quick cuts going back and forth to wrap things up. Uh, So, you know, Elena is writing in her diary back at home about how she's not able to hide her grief anymore. Uh, Stefan is writing in his journal about wanting to leave his past behind. Start fresh, clean slate. Uh, A key quick cut here to the grill again. You know, Bonnie leaves Caroline alone for a second, and in that moment, Caroline sees Damon at another table, and he's smiling at her, and she smiles back. Perfect. Right? Uh, what, a,
0: what a great way to end with those two characters meeting. Right.
1: That's that's all you need to see from that. No
0: dialogue needed. It's enough to make me come back. Right. It's enough to make me curious to check out like and this, this next episode. This is
1: where I get the more maniacal, establishment with the Damon character right he is going to be using these other characters as pawns and you know to what end maybe just to ruin things for stefan because like you said he's just a bully right like is he actually trying to achieve or accomplish anything or is he just trying to torment his younger brother and just ruin any chance he has of living a life outside that of a vampire i think that that's what i'm getting in this first impression uh, which is evil enough, right? Like, what could be more evil? It's just a
0: flat-out dick. Right,
1: like, what what's more evil than just doing evil things for the joy of it, right? Without, you yeah. don't even have anything at stake. You just want to, you know, be evil. Uh, so in this last scene here, uh, you know, Elena sees Stefan outside her window and meets him at the front door. Uh, and, you know, maybe maybe she's not as freaked out because, again, maybe she's sensing something as well from the past. I feel like there's something there where... You know she's drawn to him she doesn't exactly know why and she's ignoring some of those red flags and uh you know she invites him inside that and that's how the episode ends she invites him in and he take he walks inside and that's the door closes that's it and i think that is a good way for the episode to end he, he gets um you know what he was hoping for is that invitation you know for months that's all anyone's wondered about me it's be okay what do you tell them But I'll be fine. Do you ever mean it? Ask me tomorrow. So when we're in the house, we can talk. Would you like to come in? So there we have it. The first episode of Vampire Diaries. So, you know, my first impression of this is that there's a lot going on. And I feel like what is established in this first episode is what maybe some other series would take, you know, maybe the first three or four episodes to establish.
0: Which is kind of shocking, because, or actually, it's not that shocking, uh, only because this is like twenty-two episodes, I think, right? Like, or it's like it's more than. Let me see the episode uh, count. Um, Thirteen. Well,
1: no, wait. Let me see here. The episode count. It was this, the seasons one through seven had full 22 episodes each, right?
0: That's that's that, wow. Uh, but you would think, uh, yeah, a lot happens, but I think that's just the style of a teen show. I could be wrong, you know, teen shows a little bit more than me, Um, but I like it, kind of, it didn't break away from the teen. Show formula. Well,
1: I'll say this. I I don't know if some of the other teen shows I've seen have as much going on from the first episode, but what they all really have in common is that they really jumpstart their their plot lines right away. Right? Like even like Dawson's Creek, I've seen the first few episodes, and even like right away in the first episode, there's like, you know, the characters are doing a lot of things and it moves quickly. So I, I think that is like a trademark to you know WB CW and and this genre is that yeah you know, the the writers just they have a lot that they want to do with these characters and they don't waste any time getting from you know A to B to C and you know basically down the whole alphabet within just the span of one season.
0: That that has to be because of the audience like uh, the, like the teens want what the teens want and they want uh, love triangle dynamics they want uh quick they don't care about exposition uh, like uh, uh teens aren't the harshest judges or sometimes maybe they are <laughs> some of
1: the exposition you know it can be shown right and even though they do like the, the dialogue kind of establishes a lot there it is very fast paced uh so you know it maybe because the story moves so fast there isn't a lot of time to question how exactly things are coming to be I mean, another show that actually that I want to draw a connection to that was airing around the same time is uh, Gossip Girl because the dynamic between Elena and Caroline I'm getting uh, might be similar to the one uh, from Gossip Girl between um, Blair and Serena because again, like you know, uh, Serena's the it girl and she doesn't try very hard to be this very um, you know attractive and alluring person that people are drawn to as Blair is very much always like a go-getter trying hard and feels very frustrated when she feels that, you know, uh, someone who doesn't try as hard seems to be getting all the things that she wants. So um, yeah. And again, that's another show too, where uh, a lot happens in the span of a single season. And yeah, there's a lot of big moments that are constantly changing certain dynamics. And uh, again, like it's, it's like juicy moments, right? Which appropriately enough for the vampire diaries, you know, very Juicy, bloody moments of drama that teens really uh, get excited about.
0: Yeah, you want that that relationship buildup or that like, ooh, these like, oh, he cheated on her. He like, what's gonna happen? I'm very curious. Uh, how quickly some of these plot lines are resolved before the character moves on to the next exactly plot line. Yeah, like, maybe uh, like by episode five or by episode like they're on to like you know five to. Episode 12, they're doing something different. Uh, and But it, you know, they have, I'm sure because of the book one, but 22 episodes, you have to, it can't just be all the book. Like, there has to be, like, you know, they're, they're adding in their own flair to it. Yeah, they have to because,
1: you know, these are, uh, I don't know, like 45, 48 minutes of, of content when you take away the commercials and 22 episodes of that a year. That is a lot. I mean, you know, that is a typical yeah. broadcast order. But at the pace that this show is going, you know, it's immediately going very quickly. And from what I understand, you know, a lot of people really like the show for the full run. It doesn't really lose its pace.
0: Really? Because I did read that uh, Nina Doprev left yeah. after season six. And I w- I'm i sure it was just more, I, I've said all I needed to say with this character. I didn't read any like behind the scene drama. I know she dated Ian Sumholder. Uh, but yeah, no, it just seems like I, I said all I needed to say with this character and then she returned to her home planet, but it's, uh, I, that, that's interesting that for the next two seasons, they're able to, they're able to continue that, um, like I haven't heard any fans revolting about this show. It's not, uh, euphoria. It's not the idol. It's not euphoria. It's not, I'm trying to think of big moments in teen shows or something like that, but Hey, good for them.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think that is impressive. And there's a lot of pressure as a writer when you're doing that many episodes for this particular audience that does have a shorter attention span to constantly come up with these big dramatic moments, right? to constantly keep them guessing, try not to be too predictable. But again, the dynamic is constantly changing. And so how can you do that for eight seasons without repeating yourself without going too far over the edge, you know, maybe they do. And audiences didn't care. Like who knows how far they take this, this premise and how over the top it gets from what I understand. I was hinting at before a lot of these characters do become more. You mentioned something about a vampire hunter. Apparently there is a character that does become a vampire hunter. You find out there's a character who is a werewolf. There's a character like some of the characters turn into vampires, right? Like there's there's um, a lot that goes on there.
0: I feel like you're giving me a list of like their pictures and like yeah. occupation. Which and one I have to like connect? Which one is? It's because I feel like my guesses right now. It's like oh, who I think might end up being the vampire hunter. It might not be who you think. Right, right. I might but... like Eric. Actually,
1: we were playing this game yesterday, and I was like right, half of my guesses or I was right on my second guess with some of these, like who turns out to be the vampire hunter or the werewolf. Who, who do you think of all the characters we met in this first episode is most likely to be a werewolf? The asshole teacher.
0: Uh, <laughs> no, no, um, uh, not the brother. No, Jaren. Right? Um, matt no it would be uh ty tyler there you go really oh like see that see so he but
1: doesn't he look like he would be a werewolf i feel like he has he has he kind
0: of looks like taylor i was about little to bit. say he has a spot. okay the I, dark now hair I see you know
1: like he now i see same it. way about him and again that, connecting once again to twilight and i guess uh, in all
0: of all my vampires look like seth or all my werewolves look like seth green right now so that's where i'm at oh that's a good point um <laughs> You know, and that's so funny too.
1: That in all of these mythologies, vampires and werewolves are enemies. And I guess because they're both, they both prey on humans. Maybe they're both territorial predators. I'm not sure, but like the natural, the natural rivalry there between the two. And you know, werewolves are handled differently in these shows as well, because uh, sometimes the the werewolves can control their transformation. Sometimes it's involuntary. And personally I prefer when it's involuntary cuz it's supposed to be a curse. But in something like Twilight it's like they're able
0: to use it as a power per se. Yeah, it's like a it's like a mighty morphin like morphin time. Yeah, but it's, like, it's
1: only it's it's supposed to be like um uh, like in Harry Potter when Lupin turns into a werewolf. It's it's not supposed yeah. to be something you want.
0: Still the best use of the curse. Like like it's like this is I hate
1: it. And you're not yourself, <laughs> yeah. right? When you turn into a werewolf,
0: you can't control yourself. It's like some other demonic being takes over you. I hate to put on my like nerd lore glasses, but I think like a werewolf who can't control it is a werewolf, and a werewolf who can voluntarily do it is a lichen. Cause I did watch the first movie of The Underworld, which is also Basically, West, like the Sharks versus the Jets, vampires versus uh, werewolves. It's the tale as old as time. Um, it really is. I like it. Lycans are more like evolved werewolves, I think. Like that's it's a cool word.
1: Yeah, that's that's um, okay. I'm glad there is a distinction though, because like I said, I I, th- I like it when wolf is a curse. It's supposed to be horrific because it brings out an inner demon that you can't control.
0: And it looks like it hurts. I think that what's that uh, American werewolf in London? Yeah,
1: right. Like it's supposed to be, uh, you know, very painful, um, like mutilation of the body in a way. Here, the biggest, uh, unique factor that they have going for them is the ring, that allows them to go out in the daylight. I'll allow it. Sure, why not? And. Again, like like you said, you know, maybe these audiences they don't really question things. If there's a magic ring that allows vampires to go out during the day, then why not? And it seems like an interesting plot device if Damon mm-hmm. is able to maybe take that away and it could be maybe something where like, oh, like yeah, you know, it's lost, it's missing, and the other characters have to go find it, right? Like I can imagine that being a storyline so um yeah
0: yeah it, it, it's a it's a you know it, i understand it completely you can't but you're right it does have stakes to it
1: you can't limit yourself with that rule of vampires being stuck going out at night if you're going to do uh, the mix school yeah with the high school right that's right it's it's limited you have to find some way around it um so, you know, I, I know I said that I wouldn't watch The Vampire Diaries continuing it on. I'm not saying it's a bad show. I, I was entertained, and maybe if I did keep watching it, I I would, you know, find it amusing. Maybe as, like, um, a casual watch, as dense as the plot is, maybe if I watched casually. I mean, you could pretty much, if you miss something, catch up later on because I think they kind of reiterate a lot of these, um, you know, the characters' perspectives kind of get...
0: Um, overly established multiple times i'll say this if i had a partner and they were watching this i wouldn't mind it that's it i think that's the best way. like i wouldn't like i i would be like you know i I think i once again i i went to i said this last week but every uh when i went to a party once and i said oh we're going to be doing vampires and one of them is vampire diaries all the girls all the girls watched it i was shocked and uh So if I had a girlfriend and she was watching this, I would I would find myself invested. I'd be curious, maybe at times more than her just to be about different characters. But I'm part of me is like I after this episode, I kind of want to look up spoilers, but I won't. And I'll wait until one day. One day I'll figure – find out, like, what happens. What's the mystery to Mystic Falls? I agree.
1: One day I'll look up the uh, Vampire Diaries wiki fan page and just sort of, like,
0: read through each character's and, bio. And, hey, we might come back to this. We might come back to the show with this spinoff. So I'm kind of curious point. If, it, if it does, like, what uh, – Angel or other spin-off, like if other characters from Vampire Diaries just pop in and go, hello, and <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, right? Are are the spinoffs concurrent with the Vampire Diaries? Are they a prequel or sequel? I'm I'm curious about that as well. Uh, so, yeah, we uh, we've talked about three vampire dramas, I would say, right? Uh, Buffy's more of an action-packed drama. Uh, True Blood is uh, a lot of things an erotic drama a
0: lot of, a lot of erotic drama That's a good erotic
1: one. thriller maybe uh, and then this show is a little more of soap opera-ish vampire show uh, but we have to finish off our month of October a vampire comedy that I think we're both big fans of and what other vampire comedy is there uh, besides what we do in the shadows so uh, that's going to be how we wrap up the month of October uh, so looking forward to that one uh, but until then, Keith, uh, we'll see you guys at the next pilot. Follow us on Instagram and X, formerly Twitter, at Take Us to the Pilot. That's Take Us to the Pilot with the number two.
0: Attention, passengers. We've now reached our destination. We hope you enjoyed the flight and have a nice day.